Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review. With me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is David to talk about the SPFL ending the season and what's next for Hearts. How are we this week, guys? Where do we start? <laughs> Where do we start? The season's day. over. That's it. We're effectively down. Yeah, barring some reconstructive miracle. Do you think we'll get yeah. reconstruction or what? What are our options here? Do we do we take the league to court? Do we just take it on the chin? Uh, I think we take them to court, but by the, by the sounds of it, it looks like that's going to happen anyway. Judging from reading the statement, uh, the club seem that they're content to spend the money on it because they're going to lose it in going down and with all the costs of, of what's happening just now anyway. Um, and I do think there'll be some sort of compensation at least paid out for all of this, but let's be honest, this has been a farce since this... Uh, the first game was postponed due to all of this. Um, and it's been a bit, we've become a bit of a laughing stock, really, in the past two months. And every every sort of football fan, bar your allegiances, can see that this the uh, structure and the um, corporation up here isn't fit for purpose, yet nothing seems to have happened inside the game. Um, so, yeah. We're, I mean, you can't say we can be surprised about what's happened today. This was, all, this was inevitable once, obviously, the, the vote was passed and I think we realised that as the days went on the league wasn't going to be able to be played out um, so so this was going to happen um, but just because it's happened and we knew it was coming doesn't make it any less uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for doesn't make it just doesn't make it better yeah you know it doesn't make it doesn't mean we have to accept it so um, yeah only in Scottish football we would get such a, a sort of dramatised end to you know finishing a season because of a global pandemic yeah. only Scottish football could make a good soap opera out of ending a season slightly early <laughs> but there was still points to play for let's, let's not let's not think of it you know other leagues are playing the situation is getting better well that's that's the issue that I've got is the fact that the, the, we were the first league in world football to come out and say that they wanted to end it <clears throat> and the, there, was, there was never any it was never even on the table for them to try and actually play these games behind closed doors now I appreciate the, the argument that they say that, that a lot of these clubs incomes comes from getting punters in the door and that's understandable I totally get that but at the same time and, and probably more for the premiership than, than anything else there was no there was nothing at all made to try and get these games played behind closed doors. Now, I mean, I, I know it's difficult, but it was never even spoken about. It was never even put on the table. And that, for me, I think is one of the most disastrous things. They made sure that they pushed it through. And, um, I mean, the, 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 everything that's kind of led up to this point has, has been farcical, to be honest with you. I mean, you go back to, to, to the, the original vote, um, how votes mysteriously uh, went missing, the, the whole Dundee thing. I mean, how on earth that can happen in this day and age, I never know. Um, I mean, it really is. And then you, you as well, you, you go on to the, the whole uh, internal investigation. Um, the SPFL are saying that they're, you know, and they feel that they've done everything um, by the book. They, they, you know, clubs are accusing them of bullying, but they're saying, no, 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 uh, there's no bullying going on here. Well, okay then, well, why don't you... I mean, and, and as well, 
when they're, they're they're asked to do an investigation, they won't uh, they won't say, okay, well, do you know what we think our our books are clean? We think our knickers are clean. Come in here and have a wee look. Um, surely, an independent investigation. Yeah, Why sh- won't they do that? Surely, and if you those bought... sort of questions should be asked first and foremost, more than anything, in my opinion, that says it all. The writing's on the wall. And and even before you get to get relegating hearts and, and declaring Celtic champions, these sort of things should be questioned first and foremost before leaks and things like that are getting the null and void. Surely, though, as a, as a members' organisation, the, the SPFL need to look, at, look after all its members. And clearly the clubs that aren't going to benefit from this, the clubs that are going down, as well as not benefiting from a global pandemic... They could have found a way, surely. Of course they could have. Of course they could have. I mean, there's so many other different options. And, do you know, the fact is that they didn't sit down and discuss these things. I think that annoys the, the every single member club in there. You know, they all... I mean, the, the communication is ridiculous from top to bottom. I mean, they, they, they had... Um, I think it was the Stenhouse Muir um, chairman who was on uh, the, the radio the weekend there. And obviously they had said that reconstruction was potentially back on the table. They didn't know that. He didn't have a clue. He says, I've just heard from the radio that you're saying that. We haven't been told these sort of things. The original meeting that they had when they said that reconstruction wasn't going to happen, they, they heard from the tabloids first and foremost. They, they, they weren't told themselves. So again, and as well, and, and the, you go back to the, the, the Dundee voting um, scenario, the, the, the clubs in the championship, Partick Thistle and Inverness, didn't find out that Dundee weren't going to be voting... Um, Voting with them, uh, voting no to the the resolution, um, they 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 found that out uh, through the tabloids again as well. Um, so no, it's, it's very fishy. It absolutely stinks. And the fact that these sort of things aren't being brought up, you know, in isolation, is ridiculous. And it's you know, it's just as it, as David says, you know, it's a bit like a a really shit TV show that you're watching. It's a you know, and you just. Only in Scotland would this happen, and it's ridiculous. And um, from top to bottom, it absolutely stinks, in my opinion. And they've handled this completely wrong. They should have took a step back. They should have spoke to every club individually, uh, spoke to the players. But they, they claim that these things have happened. But let's be honest yeah. with you, they haven't. The SPFL, from day one, had an agenda. They've pushed it through, and now they've got what they wanted. They've got the seasons finished, and... Um, and for me, it's, you know, you've got three clubs, one uh, in particular, Hearts, who will absolutely um, come the worst off. Partick Thistle as well, just as much. Stran Rar. And, you know, these three clubs have been punished. And, and ultimately, and it's not the case uh, as if they're all cut adrift at the bottom yeah. of the league. You know, I think Stran Rar might be there. But um, Hearts and Partick Thistle in particular could definitely still get out of this. And the financial implications that, that, that it falls on these clubs, it's not just a case, oh, you're in a different league next season, that's it. People's jobs, people's livelihoods, at this sort of an uncertain time as well, when jobs will be difficult to come by anyway, you know, because yeah. you'll have a bigger unemployment um, right through the, the country. It'll be more difficult for these people to get jobs anyway. But, and, you know, because you go right through the clubs, they've got to make cuts um, from top to bottom to, to help the club survive, and relegation does that. Um, and ultimately, these are the people that you need to feel sorry for. It's not you're you're not just relegating a football club. And I think that the fact that that hasn't been spoken about and and isn't considered more, I think, just tells its own story about the 
the feeling and the way that the, the football in this country is governed. The other the other thing about the pyramid system um, kind of got me as well. I mean, Kelly Hearts have, um, have put out a statement with um, Broda at the top of the Highland League. They've put out a joint statement saying that they're, they're not pleased with what's basically happening. These are two clubs that have invested. Other clubs in, in mm-hmm. Division in the League 2 haven't invested as much as these clubs. They're actually doing more for the Scottish game, these clubs trying to get up into the pyramid. There's no point in having a pyramid system if you don't have the playoff just because of this this pandemic. Or you that, reconstruct that the leagues. An interesting point, Ross, because you, you talk about the pyramid system and as well there was an interview, um, I think it was with the I don't know if it's a Highland was it the Lowland League chairman or something? because um, he said, Listen, we rely on the uh, you know, a good cooperation with the SPFL, mm-hmm. you know, obviously they invite um, their teams into the um, the League Cup and things like that yeah. um, invite them into their competition and now of course they've uh, set up the pyramid system which invites them into their leagues yep. there's no point in having a pyramid system if you don't actually have promotion and relegation through it, I mean the two clubs that have came up from the pyramid system, Edinburgh City and Cove Rangers have, have actually been a breath of fresh air to the SPFL, the other teams that have, that have yeah. been in the yeah. third division have been there sorry League 2, have been there have just been there forever and they've never added anything to the league. At least these new clubs are going to add something to the league and add something to Scottish football, make it make it a better thing to watch overall. And this is grinding everyone's gears about breaking as well because they've been on the slide ever since they were in the championship two years ago. Yep. They've had back-to-back relegations. They're seven points adrift at the bottom of League Two. And you would argue that with only, what, seven games to go, obviously we're talking about Hearts as well, only four points away. And yeah, obviously nothing's uh, set in stone there. Yep. But they have all the clubs... I have the, the stats to back up that they're the most likely to be relegated and yet they're surviving on a technicality because of the Highland and the Lowland League. Yep. Uh, and, and this is the problem that uh, the SPFL are talking about they want to try and bring everyone back together and get trust. Well, I tell you what, trust was thin on the ground before all this and it's been absolutely wiped out now after it. I think the problem is you, you knew it was going to happen this way. Yeah, exactly. You just knew from the, as soon as we called, uh, we stopped playing games, and there was going to be some sort of resolution. Every fan was like, "Yeah, this is going to be a shambles, isn't it? They're going to find a way to cock this up, and they've done it in the most spectacular fashion possible." And fair play to them because that's quite impressive. And then obviously people will go on about the fact playoffs won't be played, but somehow they're going to play the cup. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I mean they can talk about how it's worth four point five million um, in revenue, but. That right away um, comes in a you know complete call. You're just you're on a train and you're heading for a cliff because what happens when you start next season and you play the cup games and these players are out of contract and half these teams have been changed and uh, you know clubs have brought new players in. So what happens if Hearts, for example, go and buy some players that have already played in the cup? And what? So are they suddenly cup tied because they've already played in the cup this season. Well, I mean, I'm telling you. Know what I mean? t- so then, what happens? You've got, you know, you've got six or seven new players, and you can't play any of them in the cup. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to play a weakened team in the semi final, which again just wipes out any sport and integrity. So again, that's ridiculous as well. They've not addressed these sort of points because there's only going to be one club in there that's going to have the same team from next season, and that's going to be Celtic, yeah. who's heading for another treble. If you cancel the league, you've got to cancel the cup. I totally it's a disgrace. I think uh, you can talk about revenue streams and, and whatnot, but there's going to be a point where you know you can't play the cup. So there's no point in giving people the hope that they can. I mean, we're not going to have the government have set out 
we're not going to have any sort of any sort of fans at games until you know the numbers are well zero for a long period of time. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. until October, at the earliest. Yeah, having fans at games, never yeah, mind that, playing cup semi-finals. Yeah, even then, that's optimistic because yeah. I mean, the, the thing is with the the, the argument that the SPFL is trying to play, you know, they're almost. Um, They've almost got the begging ball out and they're saying, listen, you know, these clubs will struggle and survive and things like that if we don't get fans back in the doors, which, I mean, listen, it's a legitimate argument, but at the end of the day, what it comes down to is is people's lives. And you know what? They should never have ever um, called called the leagues this hastily. They should have took a step back and said, well, we'll see what happens. Like what the English Premier League have done. Yeah. You know, they're saying, listen, we'll see German Bundesliga as well. You know, Germany's now... I mean, they've progressed quicker than we have as a country, but at the same time, we're progressing, you know, quicker than what the United States are and, and, and what, you know, the South American countries and things like that are. So, you know, every country is different at the moment and every kind of society is different. So the, the pragmatic approach would be to take a step back and wait and see what happens over a period of time. I don't know why everybody was rushing into things. I mean, you're not trying to tell me that the canny sit and have... I mean, was it eight games left? So, I mean, realistically, I think you could do that in two months. Yeah. I mean, yes, you would have to play midweek games and things like that, and yes, it would be difficult, but the fact is, it could be done. And I don't know why they were so quick to rush in um, in the leagues. Quite simply, well, we know why they, they, they were doing it, because they've got an agenda. And, they, they, you know, they're so narrow-minded that they're not interested in uh, the, the good of everyone else They've, they've got this tunnel vision view, they wanted to get this done, it's their way of the highway, and they, they were hell and bent mm-hmm. on doing it, and now they've caused a civil war. Has the issue... They had this idea that they didn't want to um, think about anything that was slightly left field and a different approach to trying to sort out the end of the season. From minute one it was right, we either have to play it out as normal, or we have to call it. We can't think of any innovative solution to try and get a way around to completeness and have fairness for everyone. So they, they, they had their decision pretty... And you know what? Vote or not, there was always going to be a way that the, the season was going to get ended without being finished. That was always going to happen. There just didn't ever seem to be a, ch- a chance where it looked like this was going to get played out. Will Scottish football ever improve if we continue to, you know, just do the same thing? No. No, no, it, it won't. And do you know what? Scottish football's been going in this roundabout for years now. Um, never, ever will you have a better opportunity to properly reconstruct the game up here now. Um, the fact is you've got a clean slate that you could potentially have. Fans have wanted bigger leagues for years. Um, and I'm not being funny, but I mean, I don't buy it. I, you know, these smaller clubs and things like that, they want their four games against the old firm and all this nonsense. I bet you, I mean, you only need to look back 20, 30 years ago and you look at the crowds that Scottish clubs were get, were, were actually getting. That was when they had bigger leagues, when yeah. they had more competitive leagues. Communities, you know, football, football clubs are the heartbeat of people's communities. And if you came out and you had a better product, I bet you any money, clubs would still be getting the same money that they are um, from their own supporters yeah. um, than they are now. But the issue is, it's that you know they're too scared to come out of the woods because I mean it's just all oh, it's too scary. It's a big bold, bold yeah. new world. It's ridiculous. And as well, the the Sky deal. And the thing is that you know they only want to watch Celtic and Rangers. Now I can see from Sky's point of view, right? Their viewing figures go up when Celtic and Rangers play because yeah. you know they're the two biggest clubs, right? But at the end of the day, 
Scottish football is not just Celtic and Rangers, despite what people want to tell you. Yeah. And, it, and, and as a governing body, as the SPFL, it's their duty to cater for all 42 clubs, not just two of them. Regardless yeah. if they've got the most fans, regardless yeah. of if they've won the most honours or whatever, it doesn't matter. Their duty as a governing board is to, to treat everyone fairly and get the best deal for every single one of them. And the TV deals, year after year, do not do that. No. Sorry, they do not. And it's ridiculous. And that's why these small clubs are absolutely scraping the barrel. If, they were, if it was treated fairly and it was right down the barrel, more clubs would have more power. And the fact that we don't sell our product ourselves is ridiculous. And again, it just shoots yourself in the, uh, in the foot. I think it was Darren Fletcher that, last night said um, on Sports Sound, or he was on the BBC, he said, we don't sell the game enough here. It's true, we don't sell the game enough here. And as a fan as well, I mean, you're saying that as well, Gordon. I, I, half the time, if I was given the option of watching Celtic play away to Ross County, or Aberdeen versus Hibs or whoever. I'd rather watch that than watch the old firm every Sunday playing away at half twelve to some to, to a team that's inevitably going to lose. It's rubbish to watch because it's it's just boring. Nobody nobody ever sits down and goes, oh good, there's Scottish football on. It's uh, I don't know, living uh, I don't know, Ross County versus Rangers, a classic at half twelve on a Sunday. Why not put on uh, a Hearts Aberdeen at half past five on a Saturday night or something? A proper game like that, but it never gets televised. Well, I mean, again, and you know, you, you speak to actual Celtic and Rangers fans. I'm talking about match-going Celtic and Rangers fans. They, 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 they would love that. Yeah. They, they don't want to be on the telly every five minutes because oh. it's ridiculous for the, for themselves. Coming to go to the cup, every single away game, they're ha- having a go for the crack of dawn for these early kickoffs, and I do feel for them, yeah. for the guys who actually go every week because I would yeah. do that. And uh, you know what? This something similar could happen to us in the champ. You know, if we are in the championship. <laughs> We well, could potentially be every Friday night away game. Yeah, I mean, well, well, actually, the, the championship. You know I mean? I, that, that's not fair. It's not fair. And that was why it was a blessing in disguise, a fan anyway, when Rangers were in the championship, because they were the ones that were always on the telly when we were in it compared to us. And I didn't, and like you say, we didn't yeah. really, because the three o'clock away on Saturday as a football fan is what you'd rather do. And like you say, we're probably going to get bumped with the, the arse end of the stick having the five past sevens or the five to eights on Friday night with Stephen Thompson every bloody week. I thought there was a good balance when we were in the championship, though, because I thought us and Hibs, um, you know, we got a fair amount of kind of televised games. Yeah, it was on Alba. Um, we had a few half fives. Yeah. Aye, the, the half fives on, a, on Alba yeah. were, were the we best. We too much. Uh, and I think Rangers had a few half fives and, and so did Hibs and stuff. So... Um, I don't think I don't think the, um, the 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 championship ones were too bad at, at the time, but this whole new Friday night thing, I, I, I don't like it. And do you know what? It's five past seven as well. Yeah, I, I just think that's that's just ridiculous. Finishing work at half five and you've got an hour and a half to get to some stadium yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't think exactly. I, I, I think got, exactly. I think the rules as well in the championship are that we, we, you could potentially have every single game, Hearts game on the telly. Because there's not a rule of like you can only have, th- I think it's three games in the SPF in the Premiership. I think it's four games max. The rule, the rule, there's not a rule set in the Championship for how many games you're allowed in your stadium. So we could potentially have every home game and every away game. <laughs> I don't think the home games will happen, but I think certainly because I think Dundee will have a reasonable share uh, of games on the telly, and I think um, Dunfermline and stuff as well, and and even Cali Thistle to an extent, but. You just know what's going to happen. You know we'll end up like Inverness away and stuff will be Friday nights. All uh-huh. the stupid away games they will make Friday nights. 
Um, just like they made Aberdeen away Friday night all the time. Every time they play Aberdeen, it's a fucking Friday night. You know, it's a joke. I mean, the skit as well. That's another thing, right, that annoys me. And you could easily uh, rectify this in a bigger league. And I know everyone's got to um, have their fair share and things like that. And you do feel sorry for the, the teams who kind of are away up north and things like that. But ultimately, why is it every single time they're, you know, that they have midweek fixtures? Is it like a team for the central belt having to go all the way up to the Highlands? You know, why, why can't a club who's closer... Uh, up there, you know, even even one of the Dundee clubs or even Aberdeen, you know, that are that are even you know an hour and a half um, nearer to these places. Why are they not playing them midweek? Yeah. Why is it always going to be the teams who are furthest away that have got to travel all the way up there, and vice versa for Ross County and and uh, Inverness? They should be getting the closest away days on midweek. These are things that they should be uh, looking to sort, uh, and a bigger league would help them do that because you're not playing the same team four times every often. year. Yeah, uh, you're only playing them twice. And, and um, having a bigger league, you would include more Angus clubs as well. So there would be a closer proximity for more clubs up north uh, from each other as well. Because you'd have clubs like like Ardroth and whoever who are close enough to, to places like Aberdeen and Inverness probably uh, to include that. Yeah, I think the thing is as well is it's not um, there's not it becomes more of an event. Say if you're only playing one a team once, the derbies would be yeah, amazing. Exactly. Do you know I mean? Well, think about in the championship how many times you were just sick of seeing Cowden Meath four times a season. Like, we'll what, like that, that season. Last, the last, was it the last, the second last day of the season where we made Cowden Meath, and I was just like, I just can't be bothered going. I yeah. just, I like, it, there was just nothing to play for. It was the same game for the fourth time. And it's just like I don't have any excitement or any, any really impetus to go to a game like that. Yeah. And it's even sometimes in here where it's like, oh great, it's Celtic away uh, again. Uh, yeah. half-twelve kick-off on a Saturday on the telly. No, yeah. no thanks. And the way the split works, you sometimes get Rangers three times at Ibrox. That's another thing that really well, annoys me. Which is a joke in itself. It happened to us nearly twice. I recall that happening three times in the last... Five seasons? years, something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it always seems to be... There's no coincidence here, but it always seems to be hearts that end up with that... that we team. always get plumped. When was it? Was it last season or the season before? I think it was the season before. And we were meant to actually, like, we were meant to be getting our extra home games or something. But then they turned around and says, because Hearts are sixth, you're going to go to Ibrox again. Yeah. And just because Hibs are competing um, for fucking second place or whatever it was, um, and Aberdeen are competing, they're, all, they're competing with Rangers for the, the European positions. We want to make it as fair as possible and for them to all have an equal chance. Uh, so, because you're sick and you go fuck all to play for, you'll be um, you'll go to Ibrox again. How how do they work that one out? You know what I mean? That again, it's it's just total not beggars it's belief. Nonsense! It's I mean, nonsense! It really does because then that's that's a home game of revenue lost out there as well. Of course the it is. I was or two. All because we were just for, just because we weren't that good. It's a joke. But if Rangers were sitting sixth, oh and, I. Uh, Turn around and say to them, though, by the way, because you're sixth Rangers um, and Hearts are currently second, and you know they're competing uh, and they're they're actually technically due an extra game, but uh, or you know they've played their quota or something, but they didn't get enough last season. What or whatever way it is they spin it, uh, we're going to give you and you have to go to Tincastle again. Do you think that they would sit there and go, aye, aye, neighbour? Not just that, there'd be immediate outcry about it. Of course, there would be. But because it's, uh, because it's us, we didn't, there was nothing swept under the carpet. Oh, well, these things happen. 
So we've um, we've talked about the the wacky world of Scottish football for about half an hour. Um, we'll maybe we'll maybe move on, um, and talk about um, you know how we got here, and um, of course what's next. A team doesn't just fine. We've we've went down, you know, rightfully or wrong wrongfully. We haven't really went down though, Ross. You know what I mean? I'm I, this isn't a real relegation for me. Now listen, you know what I mean? Because you cannot relegate a team. When there's I I we, we I spoke about this in the last podcast, and and the point still remains. You can't relegate a team when there's still eight games left, and the fact is you're actually you're set to play the teams in and around you. Yep. After thirty games, Hearts deserve to be bottom of the league. I will not argue with anybody on that because the table doesn't lie. But the fact is there's still eight games left against teams that's in and around you. Some teams don't have things to play for. You're not trying to tell me that Hearts can't go on a run and win these games yeah. and stay up. I mean, some, someone, someone on Twitter a few time. days ago. Yeah. yeah. Someone said on Twitter a few days ago, Roy Hodgson's Fulham. I think it's back 2008. Their great escape. I think they were on less points than Hearts are on just now, and they still stayed mm-hmm. up with eight games to go. So yeah. anything can happen. Well, You're completely right. Look, look at Leicester. Happens all the time. And look at the amount of great escapes that you've had in England and things like that over the years. You, you mentioned Fulham, but that's not just a one-off. You had West Brom, you had Leicester, right. you had, uh, you know, the, just Count Sunderland done it. Wigan, exactly. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. And it's happened up here as well. St Mirren done something similar last season. It looked like they were dead and buried. Remember when Ross County were, were cut adrift and they managed to come back and stay up? Uh-huh. I mean, come honestly, on, I mean, one. it's happened football spins like that but you know you can make the argument as well and uh, the, the fact is you know I've, I've had a lot of Celtic fans sorry speak about you know how they're celebrating their ninth title in a row that again isn't a real title because you, you know you can talk about them being 13 points clear and all this sort of thing but the fact is it's a tainted title they haven't played the full season just like Hearts haven't played the full season and they've been relegated if I was a Celtic fan I'd be raging yeah. Because they're 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 on the cusp of making history and having ten straight championship titles, right? Never been done before. That now can't happen because it's not going to be a full ten in a row. It'll always be tainted by this season because they haven't completed this season. Yeah, and they can do what they want. How they've been the best team, and yes, after thirty games they have been. But anything could happen. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen, and you know they, they they could get a whole load of injuries. They could start losing these games that like Rangers did as well. You just never know in football. And it could easily have happened. They still had to play Rangers twice as well. They still had to go and play Aberdeen. They still, and I know they've beat these teams countless times, but it doesn't matter. Anything can happen in football. And that, that league wasn't done. It's not a real title. Just like Hearts isn't a real relegation. And um, and it's a real, it's a real uh, bad mark on Scottish football. So what's next then? Not in a Scottish football sense, in a harsh sense. Obviously, there was stuff coming out today that Daniel Stendel, his contract is only valid for the Premiership. You know, we have to now look for a new but, manager. Yeah, that again, I, I, I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, how, you know, like, fair enough. Listen, if you get relegated, right, you you, you would sack the manager. Let's be honest with you. If we, if we got to 38 games and we went down, Stendel would be gone. Yeah. Uh, and deservedly so, really, to be honest with you, because he's had... Um, more than enough time to kind of turn it around. And I, I still think we would have turned it around. I think we have the players to do it. Well, um, the table was in our favour as well, may I add, too. Yeah, I mean, I think we've only lost, is it two games or something like that since January, or three games? It's not. Yeah, I mean, we'll, three games. We'd won, we'd, uh, we'd won more than we'd lost. 
Yeah, and I mean, one of them was away to Celtic, wasn't it? it was, and, and even then, I still thought that first half we we didn't play too badly. It was just defensively, and a shite goalkeeper let us down. Um, but the the, the 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 issue that I have is that um, you know a, a lot of people were quick to jump on the Stendhal bandwagon and totally you know uh, disregard the guy. But I think there was definitely a turnaround in the performances because I mean that Hearts team under Levine is the worst thing I've ever the worst team I've ever seen. You know, I mean, it was absolute joke. And you know, the writing was on the wall from the from the first day of the season. The Betfred Cup games, you could see that that team looked. And we said at the start, because they look like a relegated team. Yeah, they look like they're going to be. And everybody goes, ah, that's nah, fine. It's hard. They'll be all right. Honestly, right. no, there was no but, talent. But, there was no fluid. There was nothing in that team that that you, you you thought, yes, you know, there's something there. There's a good structure. There's a good. There's fluidity to that team. There, there was nothing there, and you could see from the start. Stendhal only had one January transfer window to try and turn it around. It was never ever going to happen, but there was improvements made. Yeah. The performances against Hibs, uh, the the performances against Rangers in the Cup, um, some of the home performances, even you know the Aberdeen performance just before the, the transfer window. Yeah. And there was definitely improvements, and you could see that coming. Uh, the, you know, they always looked like a team that, that would score plenty of goals, and that's what you want to see. I mean, we've been you know, we've we've not seen that type of football for a long, long time at Tynecastle. Um, now, granted, we were leaking goals, but you you would fix that. You would feel that over a summer, and him having the opportunity to bring in his own players, because this is a guy as well who's coming into a, a new league, Scottish football. He doesn't know too much about it, and it's not the same as the English leagues because you see a lot of English players that come up here and they get found out. Yeah. But the, the fact is, he himself was still adapting. And you can question some of the boys that he did bring in over the summer, eh, over the January transfer. The boys, I think, is a great signer. And I think when he gets fit, because he doesn't look fit to me, but I think if he gets fit and he goes on a goal scorer and run, he will score barrel loads of goals. Um, but you, you know, the the the, the is it Sibic the 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 midfielder? Yeah, yeah. A total of half games. Yeah, but that was unfortunate. You can't do anything about that. that no, no, was, that's uh, what I'm saying. But he only played one and a half games. He looked one of the more accomplished yeah, but, teams. But he, he looked a decent signing. You felt if you got him on the park, there was yeah. a bit of, you know, a bit of kind of... Because um, I, I felt we were quite, quite weak in midfield. So if you got him on the park, then yeah. you, you had a bit of solidarity in there. But not only that, I mean, you, you talk about... Uh, what was the German boy that got sent off at Parkhead? Hanger. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, him and, and Avdici, see these boys, I mean, they could be technically the best players in the team. But yeah. the fact is, when you're coming over to Scotland and you're playing and it's a total different game, you could technically be the best players in those team, but you might not fit the game. You you might Your game might not be suited to Scotland. And um, and I think that's something Stendhal will learn. And that's that's why you haven't seen these guys in the team. Because yeah, yeah. he's obviously he's had a, he's he's seen them and he's thought, well, actually, I mean, I think you're, I've watched you before. I think he's a good player, but you're just not going to cut in this league. Hence, why I'll give them six months deals. Yeah. So he will know what type of player that he you know will suit his system better in in the league. And if you give if you give him a summer and and the opportunity to bring these players in, then then you can really judge the guy. I still, I mean, he hasn't done a great job, but I don't think he's been that bad. And you, you've got to look at it in context of what he's had to work with. And I think if he was given the opportunity um, to to kind of build a team, I think you would see a very exciting Hearts team coming up. But yeah. I hope that's in the Premier League rather than Championship, because again, his budget goes down and things like that. And you know, 
you're probably like you're probably the the issue you've got with with Hearts going down is that you've got all these players on long term deals Uh and half your transfer window like it was in January to an extent will be trying to get these guys out the door before you can actually bring players in yeah, and then players will, you know, you miss out on targets and things like that. Yeah. It's not like when Hearts went to the Championship the last time; Aye. they had an entire clean slate, and it meant that they could go and sign whoever they want and build a new team, and they could get their targets in earlier. Can't do that this time because you've got players that are on three, four-year contracts uh-huh. that you need to get ready first, and that again takes time. Yeah, so, sure. and I think you know it was like you said; it was clear that um, from Stendhal coming in that there was a, a marked improvement. I mean, it wasn't hard compared to the last regime, but there was an improvement. And the stats back that up in the last nine games before the end, before the season was halted, Hearts were seventh in the table in terms of points won. Now, St Mirren, Aberdeen, Motherwell, Hamilton, Ross County, all below. And Hamilton and Ross County, obviously, were the two big ones in that area close to us that we'd be fighting for points for. So you'd argue that at home, uh, with Ross County, we had to play at home. You'd, be, you'd maybe be winning those games. Um, so there was an improvement. The problem was, is that, like you said, goals were leaking far too easily. Yeah, the, uh, the game against Hamilton was ridiculous. Let's not yeah, let's not dingy around was, here. I mean, the, the the two games, the two games against Rangers and the game against Hibs, you know, brilliant games. We played very well, mm-hmm. right? But it's no point in beating these teams if you can't beat Hamilton. Yeah, and. What annoyed me the most was that our two centre halves at the start of the season were touted as the they could be the future Scotland partnership. And look at look at the two of them now. I mean, obviously we know Suter got injured in the Rangers game, but even him and Halkett together were not filling me with a lot of confidence in the games against the the lesser teams. Yeah, I, I think Halkett got better without Suter. Yeah, yeah, that's no, I think so. Yeah, done quite well. But the, the thing is, you, you talk about the St Mirren and Hamilton game draws. That that for me. I don't necessarily think that was the manager's fault. I blame the players for that. Yeah. I think their attitude's shocking. Yeah. I mean, they, they went into these games thinking, you know, it's as good as one. This is this is the game that we'll win. They bother, and you know, and these teams just they just ripped the piss at them. Yeah. You know, they made it easy. And then the thing is as well, when Hearts started get, you know, when Hearts go a goal behind, they just panic. And these teams know that, uh, you know, if they get in behind, they can get an early goal. Hearts suddenly got the bottle to come back. Aye. Now, fair enough, they did come back in the Hamilton game, but they were playing against uh, ten men, ten men in the end. Uh, well, for the majority of the game, and it was just constant pressure. Um, you know, re- uh, yeah, and you're at Tyne Castle anyway. You know, you, you should you should never should be, be winning all the Hamilton Arkies, but 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 the the, the, the St. Mirren away game. I mean, that was a shambolic performance. Well, um, and again, they were just believing their own hype. I think. I think, and that that's that, that's an attitude problem from the players, you know. Um, and it just, yeah. I mean, clearly they, they aren't good enough to play for Hearts. The 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 blend and the balance was all wrong. And Stendhal ultimately, you know, he's trying to come in. He's he's trying to patch up things here and there, and and kind of get the the team playing a different way because they they had to ultimately. And um, I think. The, the, the issue that he had was just that his defenders aren't good enough. Mm. Simple as that. I think attacking-wise, we're all right. So but just defensively, we aren't good enough. So, so yeah. goalkeeper's not good enough. Rollback four isn't good enough. And it's been proven time and time again. People go on about um, you know, Michael Smith, how he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He can't defend, by the way. And I've said this for ages. You just put the ball uh, down wide and put the ball across the face of goal and you'll score. Because, I mean, ultimately, your fullback doesn't cut the ball out 
And then certainly your centre-halves can't cut the ball out. I mean, yeah. you look at the amount of goals that Arsenal conceded, you just put the ball in the flank and put it in across the face of goal and you'll score. Yeah. And that, again, you, you need to talk about your throw, but Hickey as well is a fantastic talent, but he's still learning the game. He mm. will get better defensively the older he gets, but offensively he's been one of our better players, yeah. uh, which is ridiculous. I would have tried and pushed him further up, actually, to be honest with you, um, kind of similar to what he'd done with Claire. Um I mean, that, he's had to put Claire at right back because Smith was that poor at right back. Um, and Smith's kind of, he, he had to sort of move Smith either centre-half sometimes or um, central midfield. And that just highlights, because Stendhal's seen how, how poor Smith is at full-back. And people laud Smith as if he's some, some hero. Yeah. I'll be happy to see the back of Smith, just as I'll be happy to see the vast, uh, back of the vast majority of them. Yeah. Um, and that, that again, you know, Levine... Prided himself on being the defensive masterclass and always having a solid defence. Well, that was his entire back four, and every single one of them were donkeys, yeah. especially the goalkeepers. <laughs> yeah. So what is next then? Obviously, Stendhal. If we're in the championship, Stendhal's not staying. I don't. I don't see him staying. It'd be a shock to me if he stays. Who do we bring in? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I... I, 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 don't, I, I don't know, Ross. I have a funny feeling that he would stay. But I, I think reconstruction will happen. Um, and well, I'll, 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 go, I'll, I'll, I'll go into that in a minute. But I think... Um, I, I just think that he he would stay. Because if you look at his record now, he would have a relegation on it. And you know he'll say to himself, well, listen, if I stay here, and at least if I can rebuild and I can get them back up, like, like he did at Barnsley... Um, and then have a crack next season and see where we go in, in the Scottish and things like that in the Cup, then his stock rises. But if he takes the third biggest club in the country down and then just leaves, he's got a relegation on his contract. And he can see what he wants if there were still eight games. But the, the club were bought the league with, with eight games left. Uh, and he took over back in what, November or whatever it was. So his record and his reputation is tarnished because of that. He'll, I think he's a proud man. And I think he would want to sit and try and turn that round. Because, I mean, he's no interest, I think, in going back to Germany. I think he wants to stay in Britain and, and have a go at British. He, he probably wants to get back down to England and, and have a go at an English club. And he's only going to be able to do that as if he repairs his reputation that's kind of been damaged at Hearts. Yeah, because you've got to wonder, would he, if he did just leave Hearts um, right now, is he really going to be expecting uh, thousands of jobs offers coming towards him and his agent? Mm. Let's be honest, probably not. And yeah, is he going to fight easily? Yeah, I don't think so. So, I, I mean, I'm a bit like you, Ross. I'm, I'm sceptical if he'd stay, but on the face of it, you would kind of think that he really should. Um, yeah, yeah. Especially even if, even if, if, even if he's staying, gets Hearts back up, and then he gets a job offer and then moves on, yeah. it would be another year, and like you say, it would be a promotion on his CV instead of a relegation. Well, I think the attacking talent the Hearts have, um, and you know, you, you, you add a few, play, you know, you sort out your goalkeeper. And you sort out your defence. They'll walk that league. Uh, I'm sorry, they will. They've got they've got too many good players going forward. Um, and these smaller clubs that will come to Tinkers and things like that, they may have a goal. But at the end of the day, I still think Hearts have got the the, the talent and uh, to to go and beat them. And I mean, we've seen that in the cup games and things like that. Everybody thought Airdrie were going to come up and give us a game. We pumped yeah. them, they Even Falkirk away as well. I mean, Hearts were shite. They still won that game. Aye, and they uh, can... just. I just I just don't buy that the Hearts will struggle in the, nah. the championship. I don't think so. I mean, you've seen it at the start of the season. The thing is, at the start of the season... Yeah, but then at the start of the season, I didn't... 
I didn't think Hearts would go down. At the start of the season, I didn't think Hearts would go down. So it, it's 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 you can say it's easy to get out of the championship, but it should have been easy for us to get top six. Yeah, but at the same time, the writing was on the wall from the very start. That was the board's decision. Inability to sack a man who was clearly not doing a good enough job. Oh, totally. So that was the reason why this has all happened. It wasn't because because the players weren't pulling their weight in the first 15 games. It was because, tactically, as a team, we were just horseshit. Just just not Yeah. It's just not good enough, and, and the recruitment's not been good yeah. enough. And again, that was that was down to one man Aye. who was given too much power at the football club, Aye. and he should have been should have gracefully walked away after the Scottish Cup final because that's that's what two full seasons when it hasn't worked, it's not been good what, enough. That's what you think a man who loves Hearts so much would have done if he loves so Hearts as much as he keeps claiming in the media every two weeks he kept coming out and saying after a defeat, you would think he would do the noble thing and step aside. Well, he should have done, and and you know what, his his, his reputation with the heart support oh, still well, would, have, would, would have been uh, would have been there. Um, yeah. You know, he potentially could have even came back for a third spell <laughs> if he needed to. You know, because I mean that that door would have been opened. You know, if like his predecessor, you know, would have would have been like a Stendhal, and for example, and, and you know, had gone to shit. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, Levine is a dinosaur, and his tactics and his signings just highlighted that. I yeah. mean. And the players that he's brought in, you know, he's just he's just he's contradicted himself time and time again. Saying that he only needed four players and all that, and in the end he signed a nine or whatever it was. Aye. Most of them were all the same type of player. He signed like three holding midfielders, who none of them can move. Um, signed Jamie Walker again, who's finished um, when he already had you know Naismith there because Walker isn't a winger, he hasn't got the pace to be a winger. So he, he, you know, he'd be playing the same position that Naismith is. So that was a waste of time and a waste of money. Um, you know, striker-wise, Washington, good player, but he's got no pace either. Um, they're, they're such a slow pedestrian team, and they were all built the same way. And you've got two, you know, you've signed goalkeepers that can't catch a cold. Um, defensively, you've, you've got, you know, he was still sticking with Christoph Berra constantly. Better was finished. You could see Better was finished. Mm-hmm. Um, and just I, Levine for me, it was always someone else's fault. It was never his fault. Uh, you know, fair enough. We were unlucky with injuries, but ultimately he should have been gone. And that's Anne Budge's fault. Simple as that. And the way that she was coming out, you know, questioning the fans who who were having a, a pop at them and things like that. You know, the whole genuine fans comment and um, I think he's doing a really good job <laughs> and all that sort of thing. It's totally just disregarded her. Yeah. Um, place uh, it's you know with, with the fans and um, you know I'll I'll, I'll listen I, I'm behind Mrs Budge at the moment because I hope that she can uh, rally and save herself as well as the football club from relegation um, but the fact is if we go down it's, it, she takes a large amount of blame uh, for this not just Levine but her, her as well um, because ultimately the buck stops with her and she's got a lot of questions to answer yeah Every key football football decision she had to make, she got it wrong. Right. So did yeah, she make? Did like that, she make yeah. that really has bit her right where it's hurt, and it's bit us because this is ultimately one thing has led to another, and now we're in the second tier of Scottish football. Did she make the wrong appointment though at the time? Well, I don't know. I think the problem for me, what really annoyed me the most, was that she said there was no rush to appoint a manager. Now. This team was clearly short of confidence after 10-11 games when Levine was sacked. 
we were bottom of the table or 10th or 11th or whoever it was and we went well Austin will give us a nice wee boost we'll be back we'll be back in Rosie uh, near near the middle of the table and then we'll get a manager in obviously that went to shit because we only won one game his first game we lost four on the bounce after that and there was too much dilly-dallying in before a new manager was put in and that just gives you less time to get things right so that was the thing that yeah. I liked most it was the lack of getting a new manager in the, the, the thing is, we, 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 I agree with what you're saying there, David. I think her problem then was she didn't realise the severity of, of the situation in terms of the players that, that, that we had. Um, I mean, it was clear that they weren't good enough, and you could see they weren't good enough, but and oh, it'll be fine, we'll be all right, you know, things will get better. She, she, she almost boxed herself into you know, her own delusions that she thought that, oh, it's fine, hearts are not going to go down. Just like what they said um, in the conference, have you got a contingency plan if the club go down? And she says, no, I don't think I need one. Like, that's delusional because everyone could see that the club was heading for this direction and it was going to be like that until the end of the season. It was never going to be a quick fix. And and, and the fact that she didn't take her head out of the sand and change it um, just shows you kind of how, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that it's just... She's been, you know, she's she's let too much trust towards one man, and she's been easily kind of swayed by him. But I, I'd like to think that that's that's more down of down her loyalty to him than her actual own decision making and judgment. Because if that's the case, then uh, we're we're in deep deep trouble. Because I mean, you know, it's as clear as day where the club was going and yeah. where it's been going. Um, but she's got a lot of lot of answer, uh, questions to answer. Well, Lots of Gordon, as you say, there was only two people uh, in pre-season that thought that this team was good enough, and that was Adbudge and Craig Levine, because every single fan was was absolutely uh, as clear as they knew that we were in for a shit season, if nothing changed. Because that, that, that's the thing, but, uh, and I feel sorry for her in a way because she actually has backed the the manager, and yeah. she's safe. You know, she's given him effectively a blank checkbook if you think about it, uh-huh. and the many players he's went and signed. Um, is it's ridiculous, and and the fact that he's still on the wage bill as well, just I think highlights her loyalty towards him. Um, He'll be off in two weeks' time, though. We're we're fine. Oh, just it's 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 a farce. The whole thing's a farce. Um, and I mean these questions should be asked. What I mean, and she says she's leaning them for his expertise. What expertise to get to get the club relegated? I, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, well done, because it was all of his expertise and it's, it's worked to a treat. Um, after 30 games, Hearts deserve to be bottom of the league. No question about that. Um, and that, that in large, is down to to Mrs. Budge and Craig Levine. Simple as that. Um, I don't think you can blame Stendhal too much, um, although he will, will take some of the blame. But the, the, the fact is, he himself said that after the first game, the St Johnston game, this is this is worse than what I thought it was. Yeah. He probably, do you know what? If he knew, I think just how poor the, the the players that he had were, and probably their attitude problems that they all had, he wouldn't have touched the he wouldn't have touched this job with a burn pole. They no, won't. He wouldn't have been anywhere near it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good that's a good um, part to end on. There leaves leaves a lot of fans a lot to wonder over the summer. Um, well, as ever, thank you both for being on. No worries. Um, Hopefully, it will be in a reconstructed Premiership, but we shall see. 
well, who knows? I'm sure we will comment on it no matter what ha- whatever happens. Yeah. Um, oh yes. As I said, till next time. Goodbye.